I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to a double-checked episode of... But That's a Different Story. Where we bring you stories so regulated, you'll think you were about to mount up with Nate Dogg and Warren G. Speaking of mounts, Ronald, I see that there's a new shelving unit behind you. Did you make that yourself? Why, yes. I needed a new spot to display all of my precious moments figurines. And with all of the extra time I've spent at home, I decided to practice a little DIY. Well, I hope that stands for don't injure yourself, because the last time you built something, it ended up sending your grandmother to the ER. Look, sometimes it takes a tragedy to figure out that building rocking horse sex swings isn't your thing. Well, I hope you did a better job this time, because I'm not sure if wood is really supposed to bend like that. Anyway, I've been trying to be a little bit more handy myself lately as well. Oh? Let's just say that it's been a really long time since I've been on a date, and I finally found a decent, unprotected Wi-Fi connection in my new living area. Oh. Oh. But let's not dwell on the new Free Kisses booth construction set that I just ordered. Let's get into today's story, which we're calling... This Building's on Fire. This past Tuesday at around 2 p.m., I was rudely awakened by what I thought was a magnitude 10 earthquake. The walls of the now-abandoned Ritters, Critters, and Fritters where I was currently residing came crumbling down all around me. I had to act fast, so I grabbed my most essential items, my recording equipment, my finest suit, and my commemorative Princess Diana dinner plate, and rushed out the door. To my surprise, what I was experiencing was not an earthquake, but an eviction. The building I was living in was being bulldozed, and there was nothing I could do about it. Never one to dwell on downers, I made my way from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn to the financial district of Manhattan. I had a stockbroker friend that owed me a favor after I gave him a hot tip about a brand new technology at the time called podcasting. I located the building and went to the 72nd floor where his office was, but to my surprise there was nobody there. I took this as a sign and decided to set up camp. The space turned out to be ideal. There was a sink to bathe in, a mirror to cry in, and plenty of desks to sleep on, and even food stored in the office kitchen. I decided to celebrate my newfound living quarters by making myself my favorite snack, popped corn. I couldn't find any bags, but I did find a strange metal tin of something called Jiffy Pop. I assumed it was just eye-catching packaging so it stood out from the rest. I put the tin into the microwave and set it for the perfect amount of time for popcorn, 16 minutes, while I went to use the mirror for a while. When I returned from the bathroom, I was astounded to see the entire kitchen was ablaze. I did everything they teach you to do on TV to help quell the fire, but no matter how much I blew on it or tried to fan it out, it just grew bigger. My last chance was to find high ground to try and escape the rapidly multiplying smoke. I climbed onto the top of a bookshelf and huddled. Eventually, the smoke from the flames engulfed me, and I slowly drifted away. I woke moments later, being cradled by a fireman as he loaded me into the ambulance. After a brief stay at the city hospital, I decided to take my newfound lease on life and learn from my mistakes. So I headed to the local library and found the one man who would be able to show me the error of my ways, the fire safety inspector for the building I had just so narrowly escaped from. I set up a video chat to get the scoop on fire safety. Hello? Hi, is this Randy Claxon? Yes, this is Randy Claxon. Very nice to meet you, Randy. My name is Matthias Spiegel with the podcast, but that's a different story. How are you doing? Matthias, it's good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Now, to my understanding, 
You're a fire safety inspector, is that correct? That's right. I inspect all the fire safety equipment in uh, the buildings that I work in. Is that so? Well, if that's the case, uh, what's up with the uh, building up in uh, the financial district of Manhattan? <laughs> oh, you're that talking building. about that one. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. That building. Because yeah, I, I have some news for you, buddy. That the fire was doing the inspecting there. Don't tell me that. I can't, I can't take that. Ugh. That just chars me to bits. Not as charred as my bits were about to be had I not been saved by the miraculous fire department of New York City. Oh, oh yes. The heroes. Every one of them. Can't think yes, of them enough. Yes, I bought every one of them a hero afterwards. <laughs> a hero sandwich so grateful. or a gyro? A hero sandwich. All they American. Like, yeah, they probably like that from Firehouse Subs. Yes, I got them all... The most American Italian subs. <laughs> you know, that's a big important part of uh, my job as a fire safety inspector. It's to make sure I have a good relationship with the fire department. Yeah? Because you always want to make sure that they get there in time. You know, if you don't have a good relationship with them, then they can dilly-dally and, you know, do uh, maybe a couple of loops around the block. Maybe play with the Dalmatian. <laughs> Before they get oh, to you. I bet that's so much fun. So like uh, like if you're a delivery person and you know that this house is always rude and doesn't tip well, maybe you uh, take the pizza a couple more times around the block, let it get cold, that kind of thing. That's exactly right. And you're building, how are you tipping these firemen? Oh, well, I... Always make sure to give them the best show whenever they come in. <laughs> are you seeing firemen often? Because I, I feel like if you are, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring, what you're implying, good sir. But uh, yes, I do see firemen often. They come to my building quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because, because they need to. Because they're on fire. <laughs> There happen to be quite a few fires in my building. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say, nor am I proud to say. <laughs> it's just a fact. Exactly. You can't put a lot of emotion into these fires because that's what they are. They're just emotionless killing machines <laughs> that you cannot get too comfortable with. You have to be very on guard and just ready at a moment's notice. On guard? You're fencing them? <laughs> fencing fires? Touché. That is a possibility. I've tried that. I thought maybe this could work. I put on my fencing gear, my helmet, my little, uh, my suit with the little electric pads that beeps whenever it gets hit. And I took my epee, <laughs> my saber, and the other one. The foil, I think. Yeah. <laughs> And I started swashbuckling against this fire, and you know, it was it was a little helpful. It worked a little bit. <laughs> you really have to take every possible measure you can against these fires. So, I'm I'm afraid to say I did come off kind of hot. No pun intended. Oh, don't don't talk that way. <laughs> With the uh, gotcha journalism here, but let's back it up a little bit. 
Tell me, as a fire safety inspector for multiple buildings around the city, what, what does that job entail? Most of the time, I gotta say, it involves going up in an elevator to a floor, finding uh, a bunch of employees there, and yelling at them about using stairs. How to use <laughs> the stairs, where the stairs are, the best way to go up and down stairs, when and when not to use the stairs, how many steps are in a stairwell, you know, all that good business. And how many slides does this PowerPoint presentation usually amount to? About 76. Oh, wow. Not including the, you know, the section title slide, so maybe it bumps it up to around 105. What kind of, what kind of uh, swipes do you got going? Oh, I got star swipes, left swipes, <laughs> zooms. Zooms? <laughs> you know, where the words fly at you or wow. fly away from you. Wow, that sounds exhilarating, actually. You want to make it as interactive and as engaging as possible. That's how people learn these days. You really got to give them a show. Yeah. So, and that's just for stairs, you're saying? Oh, yes. There's everything you need to know about stairs in this presentation. It's really important to know. I mean, the stairs are really the lifeblood of a building. They're yeah. The arteries, they're the muscle. Sometimes the in the bones. Huh. I would think the supporting structure, you know. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, the those bones are the, beams the bone and... marrow, right? <laughs> but the stairs, I mean, the stairs are where it's at. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I did not know. Take me through a couple of, uh, of, of stair tricks that I should know. <laughs> Okay. How am I? Tell me, how am I using stairs wrong? Oh, buddy, let me tell you. First of all, you got to find out where the stairs are. Okay. If you don't know, that's a problem. That's problem number one. <laughs> Always know where the stairs are. Uh huh. More important than that is find out the stairs going down. A lot of people don't know this, but there's a difference between stairs going up and stairs going down. Oh, they go both ways. That's right. Like me on Saturday night. <laughs> it gives you a lot of options, a lot more options. Absolutely. So you want to find the stairs that go down. They look a little different. They're sloped a little differently than the stairs that go up. In uh -huh. fact, sometimes there's a hand railing that's at an incline or a decline. It's really important. You don't want to be going up the stairs when you're supposed to be going down. Okay. But in case of a fire, then I would want to go up, right? To get away from the fire. Absolutely. <laughs> Wherever you're going, you just want to go away from the fire as quickly as possible. And with no hesitation, right? And being as loud as possible and making sure to push ahead of others. That's right. You want to scream and yell to alert other people on the floor to leave because it's a fire. Uh -huh. You also want to push, because if you're pushing someone in front of you, then that they're going to get to where they're going faster. And in fact, they're probably going to be pushing whoever's in front of them. Yeah, it helps everybody. You want as much mob mentality as possible <laughs> during a fire, because as we all know, mobs get things done in a quick and orderly fashion. Okay, so stairs, that's good. I'm thinking, though, well, these suckers are taking the stairs. 
I'm going to get in the elevator because it's much faster and seems much safer because I won't be tripping downstairs. That's sound logic, right? It's, you must have uh, read up on this before. That is very good. <laughs> Although, here's a little trick. What you want to do is push all of the elevator buttons in the elevator <laughs> bank. You don't want to just wait for one or take one. It's the one that gets there first. Don't take it. Here's what you do. You wait for an elevator to get up to where you are. Let it go down. This way you confuse the fire. The fire's <laughs> going to go after the elevator that's in motion first. And then you get into another, the next elevator, and then you go down. You want I... that decoy elevator. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around that. And if it's confusing me this much, it has to work the same on a fire. <laughs> Fires are very tricky, you know. They, you really want to get into the mindset of a fire. That's, that's what I do. You want to outthink and outwit a fire. Yeah? They're very crafty. They're always sleek, slinking around corners and popping up in unexpected places. They're always on the move. Mm. You really got to be smart and fast. Yeah, I imagine so. So, okay, so we got that tips for stairs. But let's back it up even more. How do I prevent a fire, safeguard my living area uh, to make sure that I can't, that, to make sure that fires aren't getting in from the outside? Well, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but no matter what you do, there's going to be a fire. Okay. <laughs> It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. But there's some steps you can take in when for when that happens. Not if, but when. There's a fire in your living facility, in your place of business, wherever. So you don't go over prevention at all? I wouldn't call it prevention, no. I would call it... So no defense. Self-defense, you're, absolutely. You're, you're, well, there, you're saying there's no... Oh, I guess it would be defense. Okay. So <laughs> So what you want to do of course is you know you want to have a you want to have a go bag to just okay. be ready to flee in case you want a set of passports you want some swiss francs you want some tactile rope uh you want some night vision goggles if you can that's optional but you want that in a to go bag and of course a bottle of water i prefer evian <laughs> I'm a smart water man myself. That works too. And then what you want to do is you want to stash little bits of anti-fire materials all throughout your house. So if you like, have a table that flips over and on the other side you have an axe and a fire extinguisher, that'd be great. If you have a bookshelf, you pull a book and that spins around to reveal maybe a hose. I would put that somewhere in your house. Secret uh, hose? A hose? A secret hose? A secret hose, yes. And that should be... What What should the hose be producing? Well, ideally, you probably want it to be... Hmm. You want it to be a void-like space that sucks out all the oxygen in the room because that's what fires live on. They live on oxygen? They breathe oxygen? Oh, yes. They can't get enough of this stuff. Oh, they're sounding more like us than I ever thought. Exactly. Exactly right, my friend. These are Ugh. cunning beasts. Almost indistinguishable from humans. Who is the most <laughs> dangerous game? Is it us or is it fires? I, 
my mind is blown. So, okay, so if uh, if I don't have access to uh, and to, to vacuum, <laughs> um, or yeah, lack of oxygen. A vacuum about works to, great, by the way. If you have a vacuum hose, that also works. You're sucking oh. in all the oxygen. You could also trap a fire and suck in a fire that way. Oh, like a Ghostbuster. Precisely. <laughs> if you have a, you know, a nuclear-powered backpack, please, by all means, use it. <laughs> to <laughs> nuclear-powered backpack vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yes, I wish I. You know, I keep telling all of my buildings you have to have some in the supply closet, but they haven't listened to me. Well, I mean. I haven't seen that for a vacuum, but I have seen it for the opposite of a vacuum, a leaf blower. How would that fare against a fire? That would be pretty good, although I gotta say, you're breathing oxygen in its face, so you're Mm. kind of giving it what you want, but that can work. It's like if you, you know, throw a hunk of meat at a wild dog that's chasing you, it's gonna stop and eat the meat. So this (laughs) is like the same thing. You're giving it some oxygen, that way, that'll calm the fire just for a bit while you can make a getaway. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So overfeed it till it gets sleepy. <laughs> That's right. And it's really important to make sure that when it is dozing off and asleep, you tiptoe. Because they <laughs> could startle very easily. Usually you want to make a lot of sound and bang some pots and pans when a fire is approaching to kind of scare it off. But when it is asleep, you have to be very careful not to step on a, an errant twig, perhaps. Ah, it's like playing a game of real life Don't Wake Daddy. Precisely, exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> fire is going to spring out of bed with his, such force as nightcap is going to go flying off. I've seen it happen. <laughs> you don't want to end up in 13 dead end drive (laughs) no i do not okay so so you can battle it there's a couple different ways of battling it what if uh what if i'm out in the open and i encounter a wildfire a fire in the wild ah now I assume you don't have anything on you. You don't have, like, silly string or anything. No, I'm naked and afraid. Oh, just like my favorite show, Sex in the City. (laughs) (laughs) So you're all alone, and there's a fire approaching you. Well, there's a a few tactics you can take. One is you can try to talk down the fire. Uh-huh. As you know, the fire uh, just really wants oxygen, so the more you blow hot air back at the fire, the more likely it is to diminish itself. Blow hot air. Oh, because we exhale carbon dioxide. Exactly. Is that is... like fire kryptonite? <laughs> it is. It's like the opposite of oxygen. Hmm. It's deadly. It's poisonous. It's so if the fire's breathing in that, it's not going to get the oxygen it needs to grow. And if you have bad breath, even better. <laughs> just 
little, uh, oh, why would you say that? <laughs> Just make it a little bit worse for it. <laughs> right. Again, you have to use everything at your disposal to get rid of this fire. Now, let's say there's a big wall of fire and you're outside. You can try running directly through the fire and jumping over it like a wave in the ocean. I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it, but that's a last-ditch effort. Well, I mean, I was a very good pole vaulter in my high school days. Oh, that's very impressive. A skill that I did not know would ever help me in real life until now. It turns out I might be a natural-born fire jumper. Oh, then you could do a lot of good, especially if you have your pole on you at all times. Yeah, I try to. Um, you could even make the pole vertical and do a sexy little dance for the fire, see if that <laughs> maybe distracts it. <laughs> Insult to injury is what I was thinking with the bad breath thing. <laughs> Not coming to my head. But, uh, uh, wow. Well, so what do you say then to these people that advocate for fire? They oh. say it's a useful tool in the world. They say, oh, I need a gas range. These I electric, I electric stoves do not. People. No? No, they are no good. We should get rid of them. So you're strictly anti-fire. You don't use fire for anything. Oh, I hate to use fire. I hate seeing it. I hate thinking about it, but it's my job, so I think about it all the time, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> <laughs> what an endless loop of shame. It is, but you know, it keeps me going. It ignites my passions. Oh, Even ignites. the word ignites. Oh, what Ugh. have I done? Now <laughs> be careful in your language use there. But no, I don't think we should use fire anywhere. Uh, to cook, I think we could have electric stoves. That's fine with me. Electricity, now that's a whole other game, which is also dangerous, but uh, I, I will accept it. You know, It's like fire's angry cousin. Yes. Cooler cousin. More advanced. Right. It's the cousin that, you know, wears shades and goes to parties and you admire it and you want to tag along, but it doesn't let you. Brings a six pack of his dad's beer. Yes. (laughs) It's the cool cousin. So you're okay with it just because of, uh, just because of its status. Right. You can't touch it. Makes it no. even more appealing. I guess you could, I mean, you can in little doses. You ever put a 9-volt battery on your tongue? <laughs> I, yes, I have tried that before. <laughs> uh, I wanted to be a better speaker. I wanted to speak more, more quickly. So I put a battery <laughs> under my tongue. Hopefully that Under your help. tongue? <laughs> you left it there? That can't be pleasant. Yes, I just kept it in my mouth. <laughs> it was not great. Oh no, it does not sound like it. Um, wow, that is fascinating stuff. Truly, truly, it is. So, I'm at the library now. What can I do to make sure that you don't? You're not the fire inspector for that library in Manhattan, are you? I am. For all of them, or just the one I'm in? Just the big one that you're in right now. Oh, wow. So, I don't see anything uh, 
really jumping out at me. So I'm guessing all of the fire safety measures are concealed. Um, so I must be... Exactly. Right, I, I don't want to make them too obvious because then that puts people in a fearful mood. They think, oh, no, there's going to be a fire anytime. I mean, of course, that can happen. But I just don't want people to get too anxious seeing all of the little fire traps I've set in. No, yes, you definitely do not want that. What I've done in the library, I mean, you have to imagine all those books. It's, uh... I don't have to imagine them. I can see them. Well, don't look at them too closely, because those are perfect kindling for fire. Oh, no. You're in one of the worst places you can be. Oh, no. That frightens me very much. Oh, I shouldn't have said so much. But don't worry, because I put in uh, an elaborate system in place that if there is a fire, it will melt a wax candle Uh that will then undo a string that swings into one of those, you know, balls on strings that hit the other balls and then they move forward. Yes. Then that will hit an on switch for a fan, Uh which will then blow a paper airplane uh-huh. over to a set of marbles that will go down, you know, a little chute. Uh-huh. The marble will continue. It'll wake up a cat. The cat will screech and run and then hit another fan. <laughs> Turn on that fan, which will then blow a boat across a little uh, little tub of water that I have. And that boat, when it reaches the end of it, it'll set off a fire alarm. And it'll attract people to that tub of water that they can then use to put out the fire. Oh, so you're saying water is effective against fire also. Yeah, it's pretty good. If it were <laughs> up to me, I would have I would keep the sprinkler system. There's a sprinkler system, by the way. I oh. would keep the sprinkler system on in the library all the time. But you don't? <laughs> this I mean, is a better method, you're saying. Well, no, I mean on as in spraying water everywhere. Oh, oh. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Yes, that would that seems like it would could be helpful. Well, I actually I, I did bring my uh, DIY kissing booth I made into the library here, and I just uh, rigged up the uh, <clears throat> the lights for it, and I'm just gonna uh, you know set it up here. And I did the all the wiring myself. I was pretty proud of myself, and I'm just gonna turn it on just so I can show you. Uh, I don't know. I figured you might be interested. Maybe a little non sequitur, but here I go. I'm just gonna. I, I couldn't use the standard plug, so I had to take the plugs out of the uh, out of the wall and just connect it directly to the to this light that I have. And uh, here it goes. And oh, oh no. Oh, oh, oh dear. No. I see. Oh, no. What's that? Oh, all those sparks. It's like it's like a family reunion of just cousins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrified. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, oh no. Those, it's, it's causing an electrical fire. Oh, my uh, goodness. Oh, no. And it's, oh, it's growing, and it's, oh, and the sprinklers are not turning on. What's happening? Oh, that's right. I disconnected the hose because <laughs> uh, no. I wanted to water outside. There's a few, the hose. a few bushes outside I wanted to water. Oh, I'm being invaded by all this fire. It's all around me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Remember, remember the tips. You can uh, do the sexy little dance to it. 
Okay, I'm gonna try that first. If it doesn't work, I'll call you back. But for this, a different story. This is Matthias Spiegel. Thanks. Bye.